0: WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. That's WonderfulPistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, Episode 1072. Cheat Meals, Cheat Days, Cheat Lives by Mark Fisher of markfisherfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hello, happy Saturday and happy first day of August. I hope your weekend is off to a great start and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily or OHD where I act as your narrator of popular health and fitness blogs. Don't forget, we have five shows covering a bunch of different topics. Just search for Optimal Living Daily in your podcast app to find them. So I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short, so let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Cheat Meals, Cheat Days, Cheat Lives by Mark Fisher of markfisherfitness.com. Life is a series of compromises. We must all find our own balance of work and fun, of pleasure and enjoyment, of veggies and ice cream. A frequent topic of discussion for those looking to lean out is the cheat meal. A cheat meal can be defined in many ways, but is generally a chance to eat something that's not in line with the current health and hotness goal. It has too many calories, it's too processed, or both. Many diets use cheat meals to give the dieter a mental and culinary break, and in many cases, to prevent the body from adjusting to the diet. There are several ways of employing cheat meals, so let's take a look at our options, shall we? 1. The Cheat Day Many folks who've tried Bill Phillips' iconic Body for Life program have played with this before. Basically, you eat like a hotness war machine for six days. Protein, veggies, water, unicorn blood. Then once a day, you go nuts and eat whatever you want, ice cream, pizza, candy, unicorn blood. Many folks enjoy this because it gives them a full day to gorge. Usually it's not enough to slow down the fat loss, but it allows them to hold out those six days when french fries and ice cream are on the way. Anecdotally, many people find they feel awful after eating a whole pizza, so it's actually pretty easy to get back on the train the next day. For some, however, it encourages binge eating and they actually manage to eat enough to slow, if not stop, their fat loss. Two, the cheat meal. The cheat meal is a more moderate version of the cheat day. Instead of taking a full day to eat whatever they want, dieters eat whatever they want for one to three meals a week. The advantage here is they're usually only a day or two away from their next indulgence. The downside is that if they're predisposed to binging, Three binges a week are totally enough to throw a substantial wrench into all their hard work the rest of the week. Three, no cheat anything. Some folks like to just go hardcore when dieting. This is a great strategy for those who seem to be suffering actual addictions to food and need to take control of their life. It also prevents the binge eating relapses that the other two strategies might encourage. Furthermore, since willpower is a trainable quality, many people seem to develop Psychospiritual superpowers by claiming dominance over their food. On the downside, it requires a lot of discipline when one is going for several weeks without having any nutritional fun. And there is some research to suggest that carefully used cheat strategies can actually help fat loss by periodically letting the body know it's not in fact actually starving it. So which one is right for you? Wait for it, wait for it, it depends. You totally knew that was coming. Truly, it depends. I say if you're predisposed to binge eating, you want to be thoughtful when considering the periodic cheat meal route. In a perfect world, that's probably the sanest option, but health and hotness warrior, know thyself. If you're gonna slide down a slippery slope and start housing entire cheesecakes, you may be better off just not going on that journey. In that case, you could either stay regimented for several weeks at a time or give yourself a full day to eat whatever. However. The full day off seems to work best when one gorges themselves to the point of being sick of food. And I must admit, I don't know that I'm in love with that strategy, but to each their own. The three things I do feel strongly about are this. One, I much prefer the term free meal as opposed to cheat meal. Psychological framing matters. If you're gonna eat some chips, then do it. Don't feel bad about it. Enjoy it. Which leads me to my next point. Two plan your free meals. If you're gonna go off the health and hotness menu, make sure it's delicious. Nothing is worse than an unplanned free meal where you're just tired and didn't plan right, so you break down and have something unhealthy that you don't even enjoy that much. Three, regardless of which strategy you do or do not employ, make sure you don't diet too long without taking some sort of break. Now, this nugget of wisdom is somewhat context-dependent but if you've got 25 pounds to lose, you may want to plan to do it over 16 weeks and include two five-day breaks over that time. These are days where you will go back up to, or even above, the amount of calories you need to maintain your current body weight. I also recommend people allow themselves their favorite foods here, particularly if they've had to restrict their favorite foods while losing body fat. At the end of the day, my main concern will always be maximizing one's quality of life. While I think dieting strictly is admirable and can teach folks about self-discipline, health food can be yet another addiction for folks to obsess over. This could be a sign of orthorexia. Is there value in a shortened period of time where one goes all in and gets snatched? Sure, but we must be careful not to yank our chains away from master junk food only to hand them over to master health food. I do not recommend an obsessive attitude about anything, though again, there may be value for short periods. Life is short, dear listener. I encourage you to discover your own balance. You can have your cake and eat it too. You just can't eat the cake every day. Know what I'm saying? You just listened to the post titled, Cheat Meals, Cheat Days, Cheat Lives, by Mark Fisher of markfisherfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Mark mentioned that willpower is trainable. He's right. Just like we train our muscles to become stronger, we can make our willpower tougher as well. But remember, muscles get fatigued. They run out of fuel at some point. Willpower is the same. Overuse can lead to willpower failure. So remember on Thursday's episode, that was episode 1070, Nia Shanks said that nutrition is not an all or nothing lifestyle, that we don't have to be perfect all the time in order to achieve our goals. It's clear that today's author, Mark Fisher, would agree. When we allow ourselves to enjoy some of the food that we are craving, we allow our willpower to rest. Think of it like resistance training. After you've performed a really exhausting exercise, you need to let your muscles rest and recuperate. It's during that rest and recovery period when our muscles tend to actually grow. So when we allow ourselves to indulge every once in a while, it's like giving our willpower a rest and allowing it to recover. And hopefully, it will come back even stronger. But when we allow our muscles to rest for too long, they become weaker. Same goes for our willpower. If we indulge too often and don't use our willpower to keep us on track, then it too will become weaker. So, just as Mark and Nia said, it's all about balance and moderation. All right, that'll do it for the Saturday episode. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll see you here tomorrow for the Sunday show and where your optimal life awaits.